Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Welcome into the overflow. Here we go. Here we go. We are unashamedly holding on, declaring, uh, refusing to let go of the abundant life that the Lord Jesus Christ offers us. We are saying that Jesus has has made these audacious uh, uh, claims, promises to us that are that are ours, and we're gonna we're gonna stand on that, and, and we're gonna do so by grace, by grace. And Jesus says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me, and springs of living water will flow from his innermost being. Springs of living water will flow from his innermost being. That's in red letters in my Bible, which means it's got to be true. And Jesus spoke it. He spoke it, and and it's not superfluous kind of flimsy joy i mean these are real quality of life and and so this is the overflow this is the overflow is is embracing the quality of life that is ours through the lord jesus christ and doing so understanding that there are persons and forces at work in this world persons and forces at work in this world trying to rob me trying to rob you of this abundance of this quality of life that the lord jesus christ has for us and and so we call that out we want to see what those are we want to recognize how those are operating in our lives and, and acknowledge to what degree those things are influencing us so that we can reject them we can renounce them and we can live into the fullness of life because you got one shot at life you got one just one shot at life and and i just believe that the lord jesus christ died on the cross forgiveness of our sins we can be adopted into the family of god and live this richer life this richer life experience that he has for us but it's not in a vacuum and it's not without pitfalls and difficulties and trials because we're still living at war the war still rages on and so we want to call out one of those one of those uh, uh, areas of life persons and forces that operate today that are they're actively trying to pull in our lives we do this through uh, through what is in my in my uh, book in my um, uh, uh, meeting with people and talking with one, one of the larger gaps that I find in people's lives is a lack of understanding about the kingdom of God, lack of understanding about the kingdom of God and the role that the kingdom of God is supposed to play in our lives. The kingdom of God plays a vital role in our vibrancy. It plays a vital role in our vitality. And if we don't understand the kingdom of God, if we don't understand the magnitude of the kingdom of God, then we are left to, to be caught up in the different sways of the world, different sways of the world. Let me let me give you a couple of these sways. We, we live, you and I live in the land of corporate giants. We live in the land of corporate giants. Corporations are enormous and they're getting bigger. They're getting bigger. So for example, the largest companies, some of the largest companies, the largest company right now is Apple. Apple's market cap, the value of Apple, $2.72 trillion. trillion dollars. Apple, 2.72 trillion. Microsoft, 2.3 trillion. 2.3 trillion. Amazon, 1.15 trillion. That's a lot of trillions. That is a lot of trillions. Exxon, oil and gas company, comes in at a paltry $425 billion. The Exxon guy, they gotta, they gotta pump more gas or find more renewables or something. They're trailing behind these other tech companies that are just launching past them. Just launching past them. But these companies are are enormous. These companies are enormous. Not only do we live in the land of big corporations, but we also have lived in a land of increasingly big government. 
increasingly big government. And I don't give, I, I don't care anything about Democrats and Republicans. I, I don't care about that. I do care about the size of government because it just keeps getting bigger. Choke on this. 2022, the United States government spent $6.27 trillion. $6.27 trillion. I mean, th these people play with monopoly money. $6.27 trillion. Now, those it, it, it's so easy in our lives to get caught up in the bigness of these things. The size of corporations, the size of government. It's so easy for us to feel like, yeah, you know, Christianity is nice. It, it's okay. But real life, real power, real stuff happens in corporate America. Christianity is nice, nonprofit world. That's where people go and they do charitable things that make you feel better about yourself. But the real hardcore stuff happens and whoever can grab hold of the reins of government power. Government power is really what's turning the ship to the left or to the right. And man, it's so easy to get caught up. They're so loud. Uh, cor big corporations are loud. Uh, the big government is loud and they have these microphones all over the place, social media, uh, 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 mainstream media, all the medias, big media, media. Uh, it's so loud, man. It's so easy to get caught up. And then you look and you go to your church and you sing your nice little worship songs and your nice little pastor gives up and gives you a nice little word about Jesus. And, and the best that you got is like, hey, Jesus came to save me and, and I need to be a better person. And so I'm, I'm morally, I'm becoming a better person and I don't cuss as much or drink as much or whatever. Uh, but really it's just me and, and I've got to make it a go in the corporate America. I got to make this thing work. But the corporate America is so big. I have this, I have this picture in my mind of, of a person walking through redwoods, just you know, hundreds of feet tall redwoods, so high that you can barely even see the sun coming through because it's just you're just enveloped in the forest and I, I just see that that followers of Jesus it's so easy for us to get just to get eaten up and consumed in the forest of big corporations or in the in the forces gobbled up in the forest of United States government or big world government or whatever the threat is and so we have these we have these things big corporate big corporations we got this big big government deal and it could just consume like I just go to this nice church and I got my nice little baptism and we sing our nice little songs and, and we give our nice little money so if you think about it, even from a church budget standpoint like mega churches it's not unusual for a mega church to have a to have a um, budget 20 million 30 million dollars and in the church world that's like oh my gosh that's that's enormous but in corporate America what's 30 million dollars that's that's a write-off I mean that that's just you know, they lose that kind of money even paper clips. Uh, and, and so again, you almost get this nice little patting on the head. Oh, you're a good little Christian. You're doing your little church thing. You're doing your little, you know, be a better person thing. Don't, don't look at porn thing or whatever that nice little thing is that you're doing. Meanwhile, the reality of life is in corporate America. The reality of life is in the stock market. The reality of life is in big government. And, and you can just like, what's the real relevance of my faith? What's the real, how do I live? I mean, what is this vitality of life compared to real life is happening if to succeed? It, real life is happening when you succeed in corporate America. Real life is happening when you uh, climb the, the, the government echelons, right? And, and, and you really grab hold of government powers. Where's the balance? Where's the balance, man? Jesus, you know, he's just so exquisite at the way he just destroys things. In, in very, very short order. And it doesn't take them a whole lot of teaching 
to just destroy all the pillars of our lives for the purposes of injecting life into us, speaking truth to us, and then injecting life in us. And here's another example of that. In, in the Greek, when he speaks this, it's just five words, this particular portion of it. In my English, NASB, it's seven words. But just in these words, he just eviscerates the power and the strength of corporate of corporations. He eviscerates the power and the strength of government, even world governments. In, in just a few short words, and listen, listen to what he says and how vital this is for our, uh, for our lives today as we're seeking to live this quality of life that Jesus has for us. Mark chapter 1, 14 and 15. Mark chapter 1, 14 and 15, the Bible says this. Now, after John was arrested, John the Baptist, after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God, pro- proclaiming the good news, proclaiming the good news, and saying, Jesus saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand repent and believe in the gospel repent and believe in the gospel the words of evisceration the words that jesus uses that undoes the threat of corporations that undoes the threat of big government are these the kingdom of god is at hand the kingdom of god is is at hand whatever the combined largesse is of all corporations Add that with the combined largesse of the United States government and all global governments. Whatever the combined largesse is of titanic corporations and big government, that combination is pennies on the dollar, not even pennies on the dollar, compared to the kingdom of the living God. It is the kingdom of of the living God. You see, the the text says that Jesus came proclaiming the gospel of God. Now, way too many of us limit the gospel to mean just the salvation of your souls. We limit the gospel to mean you got to give your life to Jesus. You're a sinner. You're going to hell. And if you want eternal life, you got to give your life to Jesus. The good news is the gospel. The good news is, is that Jesus died on the cross for forgiveness of your sins. He took the penalty so that you don't have to. You give your life to him and you can have eternal life. We're getting there. We're getting there. That's a good chunk of it. That's a good start. But what does this text say? Proclaiming the gospel of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Therefore, repent in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. Why am I repenting and believing the gospel? Because the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God. Jesus came to reestablish the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, I'm trying to put my hands on here and it goes outside the screen. The kingdom of God is that that reality of our lives that is supposed to give us perspective against all the other attacks from from our lives. Big corporations are enormous. Government is enormous apart from the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, what, what are these corporations? Compared to the kingdom of God, what exactly is the United States government? The United States government is enormous. One of the biggest governments in the history of mankind, spending $6.25 trillion of their money. I mean, our money. I mean, whose money it is? Uh, the, the, the greatest military in the history of a nation state. Unbelievable. What is the United States government light of the kingdom of God? 
what is the sum total of the market cap of the of the valuation of all of these companies in light of the kingdom of god the jesus came it's not just jesus a man who's coming to save individuals plink 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 which is powerful and great inviting you not only to eternal life but to abundant life that's the that's the offer the offer of the gospel is not just to eternal life it's to abundant life but jesus didn't come just to do that one person one person one person one person jesus came to reestablish the kingdom of god he came to usher in this cosmological, eternal, supernatural restoration of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And the kingdom of God is bigger, it's better, it's richer, it's more meaningful. And God our Father has come to rescue us. This is how the Apostle Paul calls, calls salvation. Catch this, how the Apostle Paul describes salvation in Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. The Apostle Paul says this, that God our Father has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. For the Apostle Paul, the gospel is not just the forgiveness of sins. It is not just being baptized. It is being filled with the Holy Spirit. It is being delivered out of the domain of darkness so that you can become a citizen of the kingdom of the living God. For the Apostle Paul, there is no salvation without citizenship in the kingdom of God. Now remember, Paul is writing this and dealing with these things underneath the umbrella of the, whole, of the, of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire at the time is the dominant world power. No one's ever seen anything like Rome before. It's never existed before. Here's a global world empire that no one has ever seen before. Oh my gosh, Roman Empire. And Paul is saying, nah, yeah, Roman Empire, yeah. Kingdom of the living God. Kingdom of the living God. So much bigger, so much more intense, so much more powerful. And he is driving his people. Paul is driving his people into a kingdom mentality and a kingdom perspective. Why? First of all, because it's true. Because Jesus came to advance the kingdom of God. Second of all, because it is a kingdom perspective, it is a kingdom mentality that keeps everything in perspective. Without a kingdom mentality, without an awareness and an engagement in the surpassing greatness of the power of God that is toward us in advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven, then I am beholden, I am beholden to the winds and waves of corporations trending. I live in the land of corporate giants and, and I'm going to get swallowed up. Without an understanding of the surpassing greatness of the kingdom of God, I am left to the ebbs and flows of government and the size of government. And it can become very intimidating and very scary as to what government can do, as to what corporate America can do, unless I'm walking in the kingdom of God. For what, what are these corporations in light of the kingdom of God? What is government in, in light of the kingdom of God? And so Jesus comes in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, and he says, look, the time is fulfilled. The time is fulfilled. It's now. The kingdom of God is here. And then one day the, the, the disciples come to Jesus and they see Jesus praying and they see Jesus praying in a way that they've never seen before. Now, first century uh, Judaism is seeped and saturated in prayer. They know how to pray. They've seen people pray all the time. But when Jesus prays, he prays something different. And so the disciples come to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, when you pray, it's a different kind of praying. It's a different kind of praying. Will you teach us to pray? Will you teach us to pray? And Jesus says, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you pray, pray in this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
This is a, a prayer. This is obviously the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer is nothing more than Jesus' life prayed. This isn't something that was ancillary to Jesus. It's not something that said, hey, this is good for you to pray. The, the Lord's Prayer manifest is a, is a prayer of what was going on in the heart of Jesus. And so we see in the heart of Jesus, he lived a kingdom mindset. Every single day, he lived a kingdom mission. He had kingdom perspective. He knew that his calling was to advance the kingdom of God on earth that it is in heaven. And when he's training his disciples to pray, he says, hey, you need to have a kingdom mindset. You need to have your mind fixed on the kingdom. You need to understand your place in the kingdom. You need to, you need to experience the benefit. You need to experience the benefit and the blessing of kingdom work for your life. Why? Because apart from the kingdom, the things in this world and the things of life are so big and so enormous and so intense. And yet we have available to us the opportunity to live in the kingdom of God. And so my prayer is we, as we press into this, the overflow life, the quality of life is threatened. You're the, 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 to, to live in the fullness of life in the Lord Jesus Christ is threatened all day, every day by voices internally, externally, all sorts of trash everywhere. And one of the sources of trash is corporate America because it just seems so big and it seems so big that makes me seem so small. It seems so big that makes my church seem so small. Like what we're doing is nice, but it's not moving it's not moving. We, we patently, profoundly reject that in the name of Christ. We declare that we are blood-bought children of the living God, filled with the Spirit of God, brothers and sisters of the King of kings and Lord of lords, who've been delivered out of the domain of darkness to live into the kingdom of God, to press into kingdom purpose, and live a kingdom-centered life in the name of Jesus. So my prayer, my prayer for you, if the kingdom of God is not reflexive for you, is that you would pray that God our Father would open your heart to see what is available to us in the kingdom, what is available to you in the kingdom. If the kingdom of God is not pervasive, that you would pray that God would open your heart to see the pervasiveness of the kingdom of God. As you read scripture, in particular in the New Testament, you would see the continual testimony of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, so that your heart and mind would be open to see that. That's the first prayer, that you would see the kingdom of God. And the second prayer is that if you're in the kingdom, that you would, with increasing clarity, Get, get real specific on the kingdom purpose for which you were created. You're first and foremost created to be a child of the living God. First and foremost, a son or a daughter of God most, of God most high. Secondly, in that calling. Secondly, in that identity, in the overflow that I've been made a son, that you've been made a daughter. In the overflow of that, you have kingdom purpose. What is your kingdom purpose? You're just one person. You, you just go to one church. How much can you, you can engage in the eternal work of the living God to advance the kingdom of the living God on earth as it is in heaven. Rightly understood, what Christian would ever shrink back? What Christian would ever be made to feel small, uh, to not puff out your chest in boldness, to not feel great about who you are and the life that you're living and the work that you're accomplishing? Who convinced you that it is somehow, your life is somehow meaningless or less than. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. You have the opportunity to co-labor with the spirit of God to advance the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven in the exact same way that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, did. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I hope the Spirit of God is opening you up to the available power of the kingdom of God in your own life. If this has been helpful, it would be helpful to me. 
big time if you would help us get this overflow message out by sharing this on all of your social media channels far and wide uh, to your friends and family that engage in social media, blog, video, podcast, whatever. Um, uh, the the uh, hub for all of this in the overflow.org in the overflow.org our ministry is supported by faithful contributors who uh, who bless us and believe in what it is that we're doing uh, that you can get there by trexo.org backslash donate trexo.org backslash donate I could certainly use uh, the help and support as we continue to get out this message of overflow as we seek to learn to live together what it looks like to live in this abundant rich life in intimate connection with the Father with the Son with the Holy Spirit. God bless you. I hope your day and your week is filled up as we together join hands to advance the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for joining us in the overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.